was like, like, won't you make me better, but not too much better? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and she put me on my place so fast because she's like, oh, is being miserable what made you great? Yeah. And now, I, now at this point, I can look back and say, hey, that was a pretty good swimming, you know? Mm, Instead yeah. of like the flight home, however long that flight from Japan was, just thinking, oh my gosh, my, my turns on my, like I put my head down too early in 100 free or like, I started spinning the last 1500 free, 50 free, that breakout, I was still underwater, like all the, and there, it's the craziest part is they're still, they're still in there. Yeah. You know, like there's only so much you can do. Like, I don't think I can ever drop. I probably remember every race I've ever done. I have like the worst memory when it comes to names, but like I'll probably remember every race I've ever done, what I could have done better with it. Welcome to Unfiltered Waters. I'm Missy Franklin. And I'm Katie Hoff. We're giving you genuine conversations to get to know the person beneath the athlete. Unfiltered. You guys know that Missy and I are always on the lookout on ways to strengthen our immune system, improve our fitness, and of course, our hair and skin. We both recently discovered an incredible product in Armra. So what is Armra exactly? Armra is a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that harnesses over 400 functional nutrients to strengthen your immune barriers and fuel cellular health for a host of research-backed benefits. The biggest benefit for me has been strengthening my immune system. I am constantly on a plane and on the road, and it's helped so much. And for me, I dealt with so much postpartum hair loss after having my daughter. Armora has helped so much in terms of getting my hair back to being healthy and strong. So we've got a surprise for you. We've worked on a special offer for our Unfiltered Waters family. You'll receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmora.com unfiltered or enter unfiltered to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash unfiltered. Everybody knows that Katie and I are podcast co-hosts, best friends, and former teammates for Team USA. What you may not know is that we are also <laughs> hydration accountability buddies. Dialing in electrolyte intake can be beneficial for anyone prioritizing and restoring health through hydration. It also makes your water taste so good. Element is an electrolyte drink mix free of sugar, artificial colors, and other dodgy ingredients. We have always been really picky about what we put into our bodies to fuel it properly, and Element seriously checks all the boxes to keep us healthy and hydrated. And guess what? We are giving a free gift with purchase to all of our Unfiltered Waters family. You can receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through our custom URL, which we will link below. The Element Sample Pack includes one packet of every flavor, eight total, perfect for finding your favorite flavor, which mine, by the way, is watermelon. This offer is available for new and returning customers who click our link. You can even get a free sample pack with every Element purchase by purchasing through our link. Drink up. All right, you guys, the moment is finally here. We are so excited to share with you the first episode of Unfiltered Waters, and our guest is none other than the legendary Caleb Dressel. For those of you who don't already know, Caleb is a two-time Olympian, a seven-time Olympic champion, and a 13-time world champion. 
Those accolades just speak for themselves, but Caleb is known for so much more than what he does in the water. Caleb is such an incredible spokesperson for this sport, and he has been so vulnerable and open about his experiences. He and Megan, his wife, were kind enough to invite us to their home and their farm in Gainesville, Florida. Katie and I were able to travel there together with our producer, Evan. We were able to set up and have this wonderful conversation sitting on the back porch overlooking the cows, the chickens, the cats, the dogs. You see a lot of Jane. She's very present in this interview as well. (laughs) And it was an amazing conversation. As always, Caleb is so real and vulnerable about his experiences. We talk about the extended break that he took from swimming, how and when he knew it was time for him to come back. We recap the Tokyo Olympics and what that experience was like for him and how he felt before and after that competition. We talk about what he's excited about looking forward and where he's at now with the sport and with life. He and Megan are about to welcome their first son, a baby boy, in February, and we are just so thrilled for them. We cover so much in this conversation, and we had the most wonderful time with him. We hope that you all enjoy it just as much as we did. So without further ado, here is your first episode of Unfiltered Waters with Caleb Dressel. Caleb, welcome to Unfiltered Waters. Thank you for being our first ever in-home guest. Oh, it's a... I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they not all in home? No. You are the first one special. that we have traveled Let's to. Let's go. You want to hear something? I don't want to like, I don't want y'all to get big, big head or anything. <laughs> we actually told, I told my agent, no one, we're not doing any stuff at my house anymore. Because like I opened up my house to, not mine, me and Megan's home to a lot of, not house either, home. Opened up our home to a lot of things like before Tokyo and after. Mm-hmm. And like it didn't feel as safe of a space, mm, yeah. but right when y'all reached out, because I think you asked like, "Can we do it at your at your home?" Mm. Yeah, man. Mm. And like Aww. I didn't even have to. Yeah, like it was it was just different, especially within the swim community. I didn't think twice about it. Of like, yeah, this is a safe place where I'd want to do an interview like this. Yeah. But like having photo shoots and stuff here, it was yeah. people like touching my furniture. I was like, yeah, yeah y'all don't even move anything. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> really didn't. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, it's beautiful and we relate to that very much and we understand what it means to invite someone into your home. So we're very grateful to be here. I I did a People magazine shoot once and it was for their Christmas edition, but it was June. And so they literally came into our house and set it up for Christmas in June and we were in sweaters in front of the fireplace. That's a problem. (laughs) That's a problem. Never forget. Oh, oh, it was a whole whole production. (laughs) I need to see pictures of this. But completely understand. We're so happy to be here. We're so excited to be in Gainesville. We had so much fun coming in together. Your home is stunning. I know that you guys have done so much work on it. So tell us a little bit about how you found this place, what you guys have been doing around the house, and most importantly, if the nursery is ready. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so I'll answer the last question first. Yes, nursery is ready. Um, they actually finished painting all of that. That was like one of the first rooms they finished. Um, so yeah, nursery's done. All we had to do, it used to be our guest room. I just had to move like a mattress and a like desk. It wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, some of the like gifts that are on our registry are starting to come in. So we got the, I've mastered the stroller. I know every button. You are so ahead of it. Oh my gosh. Dude, I know we have stroller which can also convert into the bassinet which can also convert into there's one more thing oh the car seat car seat yeah i know every button on that thing so i've like mastered that we just put together the crib 
uh, which was way bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and once you see the minute, it's hysterical because it's literally like <laughs> just a tiny little Dude, thing. I'm like, something this big is supposed to fit in here. I would easily fit in there. But yeah, a lot bigger than I thought it would be. Cribs put together, the stroller. Um, we have the mattress and like some other little things. I bought them. So I really like Pokemon. Love. So I bought them um, stuffed animals of the three starters i don't know how much about pokemon y'all know or well i know there's three starters yes yeah so (laughs) in the original game you get to choose one of three starters um charmander bulbasaur and squirtle Mm -hmm. so i would always pick squirtle that's my favorite he's a water pokemon is that the yellow one no that's pikachu pikachu Pikachu. all i know is pikachu yeah yeah (laughs) squirtle's blue right Squirrel's blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. I got it. Um, so I brought, I bought him the three starters, and then when he gets old enough to crawl, all like my grand plan is to like set him up, and then he can choose what starter. And if he doesn't oh. pick Squirtle, I'm pissed. I was gonna say like yeah. you have emotions yeah, going like, back. I will push the Squirtle a little, little further forward. Um, yeah, man, we've been out here for three years, going on three years. Megan found it on Zillow. Um, and we actually, the funny thing is we came out here to look for floor plans because we were thinking about building a house. Mm-hmm. And so I was being the like, the realistic one. I was being grumpy. Like, yeah, we're, this is too big. This is too far away. And then I pulled up the driveway. I was like, oh no, we're going to buy this. There's nothing yeah. wrong. Yes. So we did the walkthrough and like, did the ride back home was dead silent because I think we both knew we wanted the house and I didn't want to admit like I was wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So we we lowballed them. It was like middle of lockdown, so yeah. smart people were not buying anything. And then here's me and Megan like going for our first house. Um, put an offer in, lowballed it, and they accepted. And wow. yeah, we it has like notebook vibes, which I love. <laughs> Never seen that movie. What? I know. I was oh, like really scared to add say that. To that. The list. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Yeah, Megan's. She's been trying to get me to watch that. And what's the? Oh, she wants. No, wait. I thought it was Fifty Shades of Grey, the gross movie. I'm not watching the gross that movie. One. I don't think you need to add that. Yeah. To the yeah. List. There was there was one more. She like maybe it is the Notebook. She really wants me to watch it, and I'm just kind of. That's a classic. Yeah, yeah it's a good that's one. What it, I think you'll like that that's one. What she keeps saying. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, like, <laughs> okay, Megan. Fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been like it's been fun. I'll give you all the. Once we're done with this, we'll like, I'll let you meet the girls, the cows back there and the chickens. But it's been so fun, sweet. like figuring out how we work out here. Yeah. Um, Like neither one of us grew up on, I wouldn't call it a farm. I grew up like with horses and stuff, but like it's been fun finding how we work together mm-hmm. Um, with, I, she has the garden boxes out front. That was a new addition this year. We've had the cows since we moved out, but like adding cow skills to the you know to our life life skills and then the chickens and it's been really fun out here um what are so i've I get myself in trouble with asking dumb questions but like cow skills like what are cow skills um so like winter time they're pretty self-sufficient to be honest but winter time you have to supplement with hay because the grass will die and okay. there's not enough protein and you have to add molasses as well in winter time and then summertime you have to put a salt lick out and then just making sure that there's not too many bugs out there yeah so it's it's re- it's as much work as you want it to be i'll put it that way yeah okay. yeah but megan handles all the garden stuff i don't I don't touch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I could probably talk. I, I have so many more questions, but I don't want to talk the whole podcast about the farm. But you just got back from the US Open. Uh, really, really cool to see. I watched it. We both watched your smile and everything. And I think coming from two people who have faked smiles and, you know, struggled through when, when it's a downtime, 
genuine sees genuine and it was a genuine smile and it was really really cool to see i would love to hear just your experience coming back in us open yeah um it's funny we talked in in my therapy session today she was talking about same thing that smile mm -hmm. she knows I, I am good at faking them but the people who are in my circle know when it's real no, yeah yeah they know the fake smiles they know the real smiles but she wouldn't she wouldn't shut up about she was like <laughs> after your i 100 fly it, it wasn't it wasn't because i won 100 fly it was just because they didn't really not too much camera time on the b finals mm -hmm. like i don't swim too well in season mm -hmm. um so yeah 100 fly like i actually got camera time and she was just she my like therapist was telling me like she was crying just seeing like Aww. that smile and i mean i've been working with her for over a year and a half now to getting to that point um so i think it was really special for her and then so many people texting me I guess I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like I was just going to swim a mid-season meet. Yeah. And I know it was hyped up around of like the comeback or whatever people were saying about it. Um, but for me, like I think that day after trials was when I really started um, my personal comeback. Of, mm -hmm. I know I can do this. I know it needs to be done. And I've seen the times in practice. And I know I've put the work in. Yeah. So really the mid-season meet, it wasn't so much about times or place because I had the confidence from practice. I think it was more so for other people. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe it was a bigger deal than I thought it was from like just the love I got from, I mean, my mom, Megan, my therapist, my best friends. Um, I was like, oh, like people really enjoy, they really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was really special. And again, it wasn't because the place um, yeah. or anything like that. I think it was just afterwards seeing me in the pool again. Mm. Um, I think it meant a lot. It made other people happy that I was happy which made me happy. Yeah. That's a, lot, that's a lot of happy to use <laughs> yeah. right there. But I was just showing up to swim this one meet. I wasn't yeah. thinking of it as my comeback meet. I had some times I thought like I could be close to hitting and I was a lot faster than I was at trials last year. So um, that was really my only goal at that meet, which was not a very hard goal to hit. Yeah. I mean, I think though, like you just said it, I don't think for anyone, I can't speak for all the people in your life, but it wasn't like you could have gotten eighth. Like it was just your reaction to like, it just looked like you were genuinely having fun. And I know that that's been your goal as you've made this comeback, just to have fun. Yeah, like, and it was it was weird because I, I did things different at this meet. Uh, like I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure this sport out. I'm 27. I've been doing it since I was five was the first time I, I stepped foot in a, dove into a pool. And I'm still changing things in my routine. I'm still figuring out what works for me. Um, but yeah, like I even at trials, I mean, I was out of the water almost a year. I get back in. I swam slow. I, I didn't swim bad. I swam really slow. Like there's a there's a big difference that I'm learning. Um, like just making sure my language in the sport is is healthy, which is tough for me. Instead of just you swim slow. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm just the suckiest swimmer ever. Like y'all know how it is. Yeah, um, yeah. Or that bad practice where you're like, why am I even in this sport? Totally. So just trying to have healthier language. But at trials, after my year year off, was in the water for couple months and then tapered off of nothing like it was slow but the amount of love and support i got at that swim meet was awesome of yeah. just showing up i had a great time at trials like i really did of just finding that love again aside from not letting times get in the way mm -hmm. um but yeah it's so much of probably from like 20 2018 2017 until 20 21 like a pretty bad cycle of whatever that scoreboard shows that's what i was going to be dependent on whether there's a yeah. smile on my face or not yeah and some of my fastest meets 2019 that was the fastest swimming i've ever had 
some of my, I still haven't beat some of those times. That was also the most miserable I've ever been in a swim meet. Mm-hmm. So like it sucks saying that now. Um, but when you're in it, you don't really, you can't recognize that. You don't have time to recognize it. Yeah. So I think it takes something pretty detrimental or just a step away from the sport to get to a healthy spot. So yeah, open was, it was a fun meet. Super easy, super easy, you know, schedule one event yeah. a day and then just the text. And it, not that I needed them, but it's just really special, you know. Mm-hmm. I think my little sister could send me anything and I'd cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really fun just just from everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's that's so powerful. And what we were having this discussion when we've had moments of kind of having this like, oh, my God, like my identity is so entangled in my performance and it's a really scary feeling that's happened to us when we had terrible performances right or not terrible but like we were down reframing language yeah. sorry, sorry. We're, sorry. Also, we're all still working on not it terrible not all our best us. performances <laughs> swims we were d- personally disappointed <laughs> it's hard it's really it's so like, tough it's even so like away from the sport trying yes. to like reframe yes. language in that way is difficult but and I that think fly is just loving it, it just loves me. Like <laughs> clearly I smell or something. But, um, but I think what's so interesting about your experience from the outside looking in, right? You said 2018, 2022, like you were breaking world records and you were swimming really fast. Yeah. And that's obviously not, I think that's what I want to hear more. I was like, that wasn't what was going on for you. Just because the times were something yeah. you internally were feeling a different way. And I would love to just hear like, those moments like what were you feeling what was the emotion and can you pinpoint a couple moments where it was like wow i need to get out yeah 100 100 and it's a lot honestly if this if we did this interview two years ago i don't know if i would have the call it maturity or probably perspective yeah Mm -hmm. um that i do now to be able to like say these things on camera and like say them out loud but coming back from i mean we talked about i just talked about 2019 worlds yeah. like i was 46 900 free just off the world record was a world record 100 fly 50 free a tenth off the world record i never i actually never lost um a race at that meet like prelims mm-hmm. semifinals final i was undefeated we um we got second in some relays but like individually like really couldn't get much better and i was i was miserable at that swim meet I remember after the meet ended breaking down, I saw my parents and I com- like just completely broke and just told them like that was the hardest thing I'd ever done. Um, and then Tokyo, I remember the plane ride back. And some of this is a little embarrassing um, just because I know if someone listening to it is going to be like, what do you mean? That makes no sense. But the plane ride back from Tokyo, I was like actually disappointed and frustrated with how I did. Mm-hmm. And individually and our relays actually besides Mm -hmm. the foreigner medley like we're all gold medals yeah so i was so i got caught up in creating i created the monster myself um but just so caught up in perfectionist perfectionism and so caught up and if i don't see these times it means i'm a bad person or it means i did not train hard enough if i don't go a world record it means i did not train hard enough i didn't do everything i could i didn't obsess enough mm-hmm. until it eventually broke me to where I, I couldn't keep up with what my own demands were um it really wasn't so much outside pressure or per like what other people wanted from me because i feel like i actually checked those boxes yeah. <laughs> like i feel like outside world was actually pretty fair to me it was it was really just myself of mm-hmm. okay i went this time now I need to go this time. And that shows that like 
I'm doing enough in the pool and I'm working hard enough. And if I don't hit that, then I'm lazy. Um, I didn't do enough and I didn't, I didn't care enough, whether it meant, you know, sending friends off to the side, not giving Megan the time or attention she deserves or needs. Um, yeah. So I'm glad I caught it earlier than later, but definitely some destructive characteristics or properties on my end that I just couldn't see because I was so caught up in a scoreboard, yeah. you know? Um, so it was rough. Um, and like saying these things now, it's like, well, of course I got to the point. Yeah. I did, you know, like, yeah. what do you, uh, that makes perfect sense. I got to the point where I'm at a swim meet completely broken. And the only thing I can think about is like, I want, I need to go home. Mm -hmm. And that is where it got to. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a rough, wouldn't change anything about it though. I don't think there's anything in my life I would change. Um, yeah. So like it didn't work itself out. I had to work on myself yeah. Um, to where, yeah, just the language, even what we're talking about there, like it's still easy for me to like want to resort to like, that's what sucks, I suck. Mm. Instead of, okay, it wasn't fast. Doesn't mean it was bad, Yeah, you know? Um, and it's, it's hard. We're so programmed day in and day out to just, demand excellence from ourselves, And when you fall short of that, it's really hard to have, to let it slide. To have grace. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And like, just that critic, that's what I call it with my, my therapist, mm -hmm. the critic in my mm -hmm. head, like can be like, it can take you to some dark places, but then also it is beneficial. Yeah. So my, my actual worry was when I got into therapy was that she would make me too good. <laughs> Like you'd be too easy on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I I don't know how dumb this sounds, but I gotta like tell you right now. It was just a confusing time, right when I got yeah. in there. I was like, like, won't you make me better, but not too much better? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then she put me on my place so fast because she's like, oh, is being miserable what made you great? And I was like, oh, yeah. like I almost You're walked like, out of the room. I was like, snap. she got me like so good. Um, but yeah, like that is not what made any of us great or anyone in the sport. Like. No, it's the, one of your best quotes is mm -hmm. a happy swimmer is a fast swimmer. Mm -hmm. Like that is, I mean, it is just so good and so true and such yeah. an, also an easy quote to dismiss. Yeah. Um, yeah. So getting to the point I am now, still a lot of things I'm working on. I mean, yeah. even after Hunter Free at US Open, wasn't the time I wanted. And it probably took me about like three, three days uh, until yesterday. That's yeah, until yesterday to finally be okay and chew on it enough and talk through myself of like, well, why didn't I like that so much? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's still taking me three days to get over some races that I'm not quite happy with, absolutely. Yeah. And it's all stuff that just takes so much time, right? And and working on having that grace with yourself. And it's been so cool because a lot of the themes that have been emerging from these amazing conversations with unbelievable athletes we're having like yourself is talking about the things they've been through and how they wouldn't change a mm -hmm. thing every yeah. single person i think that that yeah. message is just so powerful to anyone who's listening athlete non-athlete fan like whoever just as hard as it is to go through like being able to sit where you're sitting right now and have so much pride in what you have done since then and how you've yeah. used those experiences to now make you the man that you are and are continuing to grow into being yeah. like it's just it's so empowering like I get chills still when Same. I hear when I hear you say that and I think you and I are very similar in a lot of ways I am an extreme perfectionist and everything you just said was so spot on of like 
that absolutely aided me when I needed it to. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a way that that it got <laughs> makes you through you some tough practices. The best in the yes. world. Yep. Yes. And then there's that double-edged sword and the way that that perfectionism can come in and just cut you where it really, really hurts and it doesn't allow that space for grace and self-compassion. And that is something that to this day I am still working with and still struggling with. So a little bit selfishly, I'm curious as how you move forward with that. How are you now kind of reframing your own perfectionism, as you said, in a way that it still aids you, but you're allowing yourself that compassion? Oh, goodness. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I think that's the tricky part is it, the critic did get me to a point that was great and it was Mm -hmm. fun. Like it would get you through some tough practices. It would get you through when, I mean, there's a guy you can see right next to you in the race. He would help you get your hand on the wall first. Like you could take it to some pretty deep valleys and he would help you make it out there. But Mm -hmm. also if it wasn't under control, and when there was no, you use grace and compassion, when there was none of that at all, when even if it's a world record, the first thing you're looking for, not you, when first thing I'm looking for, I don't want to bring you into this. <laughs> the first thing I would look for would be, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And I can't tell you how many swims I had where whether it was a world champion, world championship or an Olympic, an Olympic race where you get first or it's a world record where it didn't matter because what I should have done better overruled and like overrides the whole race of mm-hmm. in Tokyo. I remember the first thing I've touched the wall. I messed up both my turn and my finish. Mm-hmm. That was your first thought. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, I remember. <laughs> Tell us about it, girl. <laughs> How scary. Isn't that like the scary bark for what she actually is? Yeah, I mean, actually- you're. <laughs> You're protected, though. No. If I was trying to rob your house, I would Just turn around. And her, her unicorn's in the front door. Like, <laughs> Meanwhile, the yeah. stuffed unicorn is sitting next to her. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so like so many races where if it wasn't, and there's no such thing as a perfect race. So, of course, mm-hmm. I would always be able to find something wrong with it. And it, it, I really used to not be like that. I remember in 2017, um, I was... For everyone calls my breakout me. I hate that term to be honest because mm-hmm. I I feel like I relate that to overnight to overnight success and mm. that does not exist. Mm-mm. Um, like yeah, there's no such thing as overnight success. Um, but yeah, I remember my hundred fly at 2017. I just turned 20 years old, like new kid on the block, coming after like Phelps's retirement. So I feel like that's why I got so like claws in from everyone because it was like next one up and the timing of someone else yeah yeah i was like oh no (laughs) um yeah so i remember i just missed the hunter fly world record by like 0.04 but i dude i was lit because i was like oh my gosh like i didn't even know i really swam this event like just fired up yeah so i'm warming down and troy comes around and he starts saying something about like the race of like what i should have done different and i was like shut up (laughs) i said i was like tell me good job so like oh, I, I used that. to I used to have it. I really mm-hmm. did. And then it just turned into constantly chasing those times. And I don't know if I'll go a best time ever again. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. Which like I don't know how I feel about that cuz like dang it, dude, it's like yeah. one of the best feelings ever, yeah. you know. Um and I haven't noticed my body slowing down at all, but I just don't know. I don't know if I like it's not really in my control, which is like tough to say cuz you're going to practice every day for like a whole year like is it in my control? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I used to have that where I could 
tell Troy, like, shut up, tell me good job. Like, I love that, by I the know. way. It was actually so good. It was like when I peaked. It like, was like 10-year-olds after this can be like, coach, shut up. Tell <laughs> I you. Also, I'm thinking like I could never imagine telling Coach Troy to shut up. Yeah. So. <laughs> that seems terrifying. Dude. I mean, I was with him first. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you yeah. have such a special relationship that with was, him. Yeah, that's, that's like <laughs> the, that's that's like the that. lightest version of what I have <laughs> with Troy. Um, but yeah, I remember like – yeah, tell me a good job because I I was ecstatic and I was not yeah. about to have like him rain on my parade. And then, yeah, over time it just turned into touch the wall. What could I have done different? No matter the outcome, no matter the highest pinnacle of the sport at the Olympic Games, a world record, it did it did not matter to me or the critic. Yeah, we'll call. I'll bring him into this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was it was tough to like relearn self talk mm-hmm. when I had gotten to a point of like how critical I was without even realizing it. And also how refreshing it is when you think you're the only one, but mm-hmm. like the more it is talked about, like how yeah. there's such a common theme, not just among athletes, but all people, Yeah, you know, like, and it's not like it's not talked about, but like when you do, when you do hand someone a mic, it's just amazing what they say. And you're like, yes, I, I get like, that. Yeah. Like you just said, like, I mean, you relate to me in a lot of different yeah. things. Like, when I was watching on TV, TV in 2012, like probably wouldn't have, never have guessed that. Yeah. But then now I'm sitting down with you. It's like, yeah, Makes we probably sense. have a lot of <laughs> yeah. common themes here. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why I think it's. I mean, you said it might be embarrassing to say, but it's so insanely powerful to hear yeah. someone who's winning gold medals and we're in a social media age, right, where everything looks glamorous and highlight yeah. reel. Like that is you're going to have such an impact on people to be able to be like, wow, someone like that is dealing with an inner critic and doesn't have self-compassion. And like, then Mm. now he works on himself and does that. And now he's the happiest he's ever been. Like that is so insanely impactful. Potentially more so than any swim you will ever do. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it like, I wouldn't dare go on the Today Show after that and be like oh yeah i'm not really happy with how i did like you just can't you can't do that like you don't know who it is you can't just go on especially not right after it happened like you can't Mm -mm. yeah um but then now it's like well that is that is how i was feeling um i wish i wasn't yeah and now i now at this point i can look back and say hey that was a pretty good swimming you know Mm -hmm. instead of like the flight home however long that flight from japan was just thinking oh my gosh, my, my turns on my, like I put my head down too early in 100 free or like mm-hmm. I started spinning the last 1500 free, 50 free, that breakout, I was still underwater. Like all the, and there, it's the craziest part is they're still, they're still in there. Yeah. You know, like there's only so much you can do. Like I don't think I can ever drop. I probably remember every race I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I have like the worst memory when it comes to names, but like I'll probably remember every race I've ever done, what I could have done better with it. And not that that's a bad thing. Yeah. Like if you have that balance of like even at US Open, I had so much fun at that meet. I made two B finals and an A final. Like it's not the craziest stat line ever, but like I had a really good time. And then also here's what I could have done better. And like also it was a fantastic swim meet. So like you do have to have the balance. And I don't know if there's like a one size fits all answer as to what Mm -hmm. that is. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know. I wish I did. I feel like I should maybe have it figured out more. But like for whatever kids or any age group watching this, like I think that's the beauty of this sport and I guess life in general, life, like really taking it there. (laughs) But like, yeah, just figuring out what works for you. Because even talking about like US Open, I changed some things up with what time I got to the pool. Because I notice, like if I get to the pool an hour and a half early, I'm just sitting there for an, like 30 minutes just like 
festering, freaking yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, like, just ruminating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, why am I getting here this early? So like... Cannonball Media is a full-service podcast production company. They cover it all. From building out a studio to launching your first episode, Unfiltered Waters would not have been possible without them. We are so thankful for Cannonball Media's support and a special shout out to our producer, Evan. Without this amazing support, knowledge, and experience, truly, as Katie said, this podcast would not be possible. They have helped us from day one when we came to them with the idea. Evan flew out, got our studio together for us, taught us how to use all the equipment, which was no small task. (laughs) And Cannonball has truly been there for us every single step of the way. And they allow us to put our best foot forward in video quality, editing, and podcast production. Yes. And are you interested in starting your own podcast? It's so fun. We highly recommend it. (laughs) Please visit cannonballmedia.co to learn more. Sleep is the foundation to performance and longevity. It is either enhancing your performance or holding you back from your highest potential. Dream Recovery is committed to just that, helping people sleep as well as possible so they can conquer the day. Dream Recovery believes in the power of evidence-based solutions to optimize sleep and recovery. Yes, and everyone deserves to feel their best, and that starts with a great night's sleep. So many of our own Unfiltered Waters guests use Dream Recovery's sleep mask and mouth tape, including Carson Foster and Michael Andrew, and they swear by how much it has helped their sleep and performance in the pool. Visit dreamrecovery.io to have your best sleep ever. Use code UNFILTERED for 30% off your entire order and 50% off your first month of Dream Tape. Sweet dreams. There's another thing in the toolbox right there yeah. of like, here we are 20 whatever years in the sport. And like, I'm still figuring stuff out. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. mentally, of course, but like even the physical changed my warm up a little bit. My meat warm up, like I didn't warm down very good at that meet, to be honest. It's in season. No one cares. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think, I think that's the fun part is like, so it's, it's just an infinite number puzzle and just finding mm-hmm. a piece here or there, like that's why I still enjoy it. And I did lose track of that because my pieces were only regarding times or having yeah. a perfect practice. And if I had that practice, then like I am a piece of crap. Yeah. And like, dude, it sucked. Like I, I couldn't keep up with it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the most powerful things I've heard you say was the moment you knew you were ready to go back to swimming was when you knew you would be okay if you never did. I was, so I was <laughs> on my lawnmower right there. Um, that honestly, I have like some of the best quotes, Emma. From your lawnmower. <laughs> I told you earlier, if I had like, if I stopped swimming, just had all the time, I'm solving world peace. And if you put me on a lawnmower while I'm not swimming, I'll solve anything, I'll solve I swear. Whatever. <laughs> like some of my greatest quotes, the best arguments take place in my head when I'm on the mower, like fake arguments, everything. I was on my mower right there and I turned the corner and I was like, you know, if I, if I were to never, if I were to never swim again, I'm okay. And that is when I knew. Oh, so free. Oh, this is how I know I'm ready to come back. Yeah. Because I went to a point where I couldn't, I would take a long way around campus to avoid seeing the pool. Mm. I was scared to death of running into anyone. Like Gainesville's not the biggest town ever. I was scared to death of running into anyone. What are they going to do? Say hi to me and that they miss me? Like that's Mm. all it was. But terrified of that smelling chlorine sounded like just the most triggering far- yes. Yeah. yes like the most far-fetched idea huge trigger so i went from avoiding pretty much everything to i remember the first time i swam 
was actually Megan took me swimming with the manatees. I don't know if y'all have mm -hmm. ever done that. Mm -hmm. I've done dolphins, yeah. dolphins. manatees yeah. though. Okay, well that's a thousand times cooler than the manatees. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the feet push, you like lay out and then they're like, all right, be stiff because they're coming. It's that part's terrifying. And then they use their snouts and they, On press your feet? they push yeah, you. Yeah, and you fly yeah. up. I mean, dude, I like, yeah, they're like, don't touch the manatees. <laughs> I couldn't even touch the manatee. Oh, man. Yeah. Right. Wow. All right. Dolphins are Way next to Way cooler one. story. I'll, I guess I'll go on with mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she took me swim, And this was like, I didn't realize it, but this was would have been the first time like in the water in months. Yeah. And did have a little bit of a reaction the next yeah. day. Yeah. Talked through it all. But going from that to, I had like a small operation on my foot to like, then I started to get really itchy to like, get in the water and mm -hmm. I was like let me just float because I wasn't allowed to kick because of surgery and I didn't want to like bust the stitches open so then I would go to the pool with my little sister and one of my best friends and we would just float and my therapist was like only 30 minutes you're only allowed 30 minutes I would be right at 30 minutes so then it then it became really fun and then just like blowing bubbles or feeling like the grit of the tea when I'm pushing off the walls yeah. so then it turned into like now they're having to hold me back from getting in the water um and then getting to the point where my my first practice back, I was so nervous. Mm. I I woke up like <laughs> so long before practice started. I didn't even put contacts in. That is the only time I've never worn contacts to a practice because I didn't want to be, because that takes too much time. It takes like 20 seconds. But I was like, no, we're getting there early. Glasses on, couldn't read a clock. Oh, no. <laughs> and I remember I walked on deck and Katie, Katie's usually first. Um, it's really hard to beat Katie to practice. <laughs> Ledecky, Ledecky. Yeah. Um, I got a hug from Katie. I've never gotten a hug from Katie. And dude, it was like immediately just, oh, okay, we're just this one practice. Like there was something huh. about, and I don't know if it was because it was Katie or just could have been anyone, but just having like, oh, hey, like such a simple welcome back. Mm -hmm. Like Great I was gone for months, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like gone for months. Like I was gone for so long and it was just like, oh, Welcome back. And then just like got my mesh bag and got a lane and that was it. Well, yeah. And then it was, oh, I was hurting. Yeah. Oh bad, my gosh, dude. That, that trek back was rough. Yeah. Really rough. Not too, like short course didn't get too exposed, but Nessie would have me like once a week, it would start with like three 200s and then the next Wednesday, because he only had me start three days a week for an hour. Then it would be three 300s and then. The three four hundreds, dude. I was impossible. Yeah. I was like, how? <laughs> like, what? how did I do that? Yeah, <laughs> like, what? Is but yeah, slowly but surely, like, they kept me at like a very guarded schedule to get to the point of like where I'm at now, mm -hmm. to where I'm like I'm chomping at the bit. I've always loved practice. Practice has never been a problem. Like, yeah. practice has always been so fun. But yeah, like I've had I have a lot of special people in my circle that help me. And it, it was not just me. I knew there was a problem and I was not okay with it and I wanted to do something about it. So I took that initiative and then my circle helped me get to the point where I am now. And I don't know how long I'm going to keep swimming. I still really freaking love it. Um, but all I know is it's really fun right now. I don't feel too much pressure. I know I've accomplished a lot of great things in this sport. I don't know how much left, like, I feel I have to prove. So, like, now I feel like it's just fun, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, my, my circle was just fantastic from not being able to smell chlorine all the way until like you're you need to stop getting in the water, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> so it was like 
a crazy process and going back to what we were talking about earlier would not have changed mm-hmm. yeah anything about it maybe dolphins instead of manatees <laughs> but other than, other than that why not can you talk a little bit about what your circle did for you to help you because we've talked about this a little bit of just the balance of being the support system and kind of having to watch the person go through it um who helped you the most doing that uh, megan yeah. i'm i'm looking back at i mean being in bed for 12 hours waking up just a very confusing time i think for everyone mm-hmm. like i i was lost i did not know what my future held i didn't know what i wanted to do all i was doing was just therapy twice a week and i would yeah honestly i'm like trying to what did i do i pretty much just went to therapy to like figure out the mess especially the first probably month two months um but megan was just so patient like her patience, I think I think that's one of her greatest virtues, characteristics, whatever you want to call it, that and her laugh. Um, she was just so patient with me the whole time. And that's all I needed because I wasn't I didn't didn't know what was wrong at that time. So I wasn't really looking for an answer, just someone there. Yeah. And she was there for me every day. And when I didn't want to talk to anyone, don't don't touch me, don't talk to me, mood, she would also respect that. Yeah. Um Yeah. And a lot of good, and it's not just. I know y'all probably get to the that special keyword of what I had y'all had me send in for the the email. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but, You're more yeah, than welcome yeah. to bring it yeah. in now you if bring you want to. But that I mean, that's kind of what, kind of what I was basing it off of. Not just that, like one example of like my break from swimming, but that was a huge, pivotal moment in my career. But like it's more than just swimming. Like there's a lot of good that came out of this oh, between between me and Megan's relationship. Yeah. It wasn't just, oh, this is gonna help me, like let me hurry up and get into therapy so I can get better at swimming. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, it was not just me as a swimmer, it was me as a person, me as a husband, me as every every title that I hold in my life. Like knowing that I've done the work. Cause we went to, we didn't go to the swimmer when I was in therapy, we went to the, the person and yeah. we picked that apart to get to the swimmer person and figure out, you know, why do I work the way I do in the water? And a lot of, a lot more makes sense now. Um, so yeah, it was like, even just between me and Megan, like this is the happiest we've been together. I feel like I understand her a lot better. She understands me a lot better. Like it's just fun hanging out with her. Like little yeah. things that, I don't know, like even getting home from practices where that critic would just take over on the car ride home. It wasn't as fast as you want. Then Megan would get the like, the, the brunt end of that where mm-hmm. it's like I get in the door and just eh, like I want to go to bed whatever like I don't have that anymore I can mm-hmm. talk to her about how oh. I'm feeling like yeah it's been it's been really really special um a lot of things in my life so yeah like if I didn't go back to swimming I can say I'd be happy mm-hmm. but now that I have it like it is something that makes me really really happy and it's not going to be daisies the whole rest of my career I know I'm going to have frustrating swims and you know I might just I mean, it happened on Monday, dude. My alarm went off, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like, <laughs> not today. No, dude. That <laughs> like, I was actually thinking about quitting for just like a couple seconds. Um, but yeah, like that is the fun part because you learn, you learn so much about yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's one of the only sports where you can only talk to people when you're on the walls. Mm-hmm. So, like, dude, most of who you're talking to is yourself every single practice so if it is the critic like that gets really damaging over time and then or it can be like dude the best 
I'm kind of derailing here. This is the best. <laughs> no, I love this. The best <laughs> is when you're doing like you're doing warm up and everyone's just like in one of those giggly moods and you have like the most fire joke of all time. <laughs> and you're like, you're purposely going faster so you can get to the wall and, and like tell it. and tell the joke, dude. I'm, I've you gone like just amping yourself up on the way in. Dude, just... I've gone like I've gone like head down into the wall just to get this joke off. And like I, like not even taking my breath and like just touch the wall and like you go for it. And then you get the laugh. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, what is that like? Because when I say a joke, like I think it's so funny, and then no one laughs. <laughs> That's even better. Is That's it? even better. Yes, <laughs> you know it's true. It's so true. <laughs> and she does. She gets so excited to tell it, and it's not funny. And then we're all just kind of looking at her, like, "You are really excited about that." <laughs> I get like the pity laugh, like, "Oh, I'm happy for you, honey, that you're excited." <laughs> and you're like, your head down into the wall, like, about to like, tell us joke. Here we go. And, and you get crickets? Oh no! Yeah. yeah, but she handles it like a champ every time. I mean, it's like twenty years of crickets. I've had it. Like, I don't know why I try anymore. But. Yeah, we have the the best is like we have. Um, it's random. I don't know the pattern of it, but we'll have guys' power sometimes where it's just the guys. It is chaos. It is absolute chaos. Like so much fun, but like. The group I'm in now, I've had a lot of different groups throughout my life and like each one is special. So I don't want to say like this group is better than any other training group. This is definitely the fastest training group I've had, but just like not taking any group I've been with for granted. Like I'm looking around, I'm like, okay, there's Katie Ledecky, there's Bobby Fink, there's Karen Smith. Here's my head coach, Anthony Nesty, like Natalie Hines. Like we have such a special group where I know I just listed their names and like probably the first thing you think of is like, oh, Olympic gold medalists, like- to me, they're just, they're people. And like, yes, I know it's a special group and I know they like, they are some of the greatest trainers I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ever take that for granted. And I feel like I'm not, and I know I'm doing a good job of that because one day I'm going to look back and I'm going to be like, whoa, yeah. like what yeah. a fun, what a fun ride. Cause again, like I love practices. I love training. I think it's like the most fun thing ever. Competing is just a byproduct. The yeah. racing, the times, it's just a byproduct of of what you do in practice. So yeah. I love showing up to the pool. Not every day, but- <laughs> You're human. Most yeah, days. <laughs> that's like, I mean, dude, that's 99% of what we do is yeah. training. If mm-hmm. you don't enjoy that, then- You're missing a big piece yeah. of that. It's also over. Like, you, yeah, you're not, that means you're not enjoying 99% yeah, of your time. Exactly. Like, that's a scary <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually curious of, oh, I did it again. <laughs> so I have a thing where I like, but I actually am, but I say I'm actually curious a lot. This is like, there's no way you're that curious. <laughs> Maybe you are though, uh, No, I am, but like, it's just my, so I'm like, like I'm going to call myself. Because ever since I told her, now every time she says it, she's like, oh my gosh. I'm like, it's okay to say it. Dude, okay. So Megan didn't know. Megan does this thing when, when I get her laugh going, mm-hmm. she hits her leg and <laughs> Every time, ever since I called her out, I mean, I called her out on it like a year, year and a half, two years ago. And now she'll hit her leg and I'll look at her. I'll just do that. And then, then it snowballs. Then she's like, oh, and then she'll slap it again. And then she like, she just, laugh even harder. she can't stop. Yeah. I hope that's, that's where amazing. the, I'm just curious gets to. I know. Yeah, it's, it just snowballs. I was like, I did say that. I was like, I'm going to do it. And I'm just going to call myself out because I'm just going to laugh and you're going to think I'm just laughing. So I'm actually curious. Um. You talked about, obviously, there's going to be the hard days. There's still going to be tough times. The tools that you've learned, what what are your go-tos? Or can you even verbalize what the go-tos are? Of getting through days like that? Yeah. So I get, it's actually a little like, 
not scary. What's the word I'm looking for? Like when you feel good in practice, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like feeling good in practice because it's more exciting when you feel like garbage and you still have that good day. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's not, it's not really a question. Like if the alarm goes off, yeah, you can fight it, but you know, you're going to get up, you know, you're going to do it. I think that's decided at the beginning of the season. Like, what are you going to tell yourself? Maybe it is just the day before of like, if I do jump in the water and I feel like there's a piano on my back, how are you going to handle that? Mm -hmm. So I think just being aware of that even before the practice starts, um, because I don't really think there's too many things that blindside you during training. Mm -mm. You're not ever going to feel that good. You know, if you lift super heavy, you're going to feel like garbage the next day. So mm -hmm. like when you get in, just already having the attitude of, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. It's like, and there's not really a a choice there. Like, and I'm not really making too many choices. Like we had a speed set on Tuesday, a, a very large speed set. Um, and this is, I mean, we just, I just raced it open. I had Monday off and then Tuesday, like thrown right in, which mm -hmm. is, I prefer it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think just not even giving yourself the choice of just already having your mind made up of when things do go rough or you know as soon as you jump in like you're gonna feel like garbage it's already taken care of um and then just racing sometimes you just need to shut up and swim mm -hmm. um like instead of oh my left my left pinky needs to be at this <laughs> angle to get this catch like sometimes you have to swim in the sport that's it yeah like i think majority of practice you should be thinking about technique but sometimes throw that out the window and just step up to the person next to you and race, especially when you're just feeling rough. Yeah. Like there's only so much you can do to where it's going to make the situation better. So you might as well just lean into at least like, at least have a good old race. Like that's, that really is a fun part. Um, but yeah, I feel like those rough practices are where you learn the most about yourself. We had four rounds of that set we did on Tuesday. And after round one, I, I literally thought in my head was, I want to get out. <laughs> that was, was like, good. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly good, uh, calling like, it right here. There's one of four, and I was like, "Well, like, you know, you're not gonna get out, yeah. So you can like, okay, you can have whatever little voice that is. Have you seen the movie Inside Out? Yes, yes. The voice? yes, 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 yes. They're coming I, out with a second one. Really? Uh huh. Get oh, excited. <laughs> with um, who's the new? Anxiety is the new uh -huh. thing. Yeah, yeah, dude. And you know who's gonna love that little nugget? <laughs> When's it coming out? I think fairly. I think soon next year yeah like next few months so yeah when he's like when you guys are ready i feel like that would be Damn. one that he would totally get into the first one was fantastic so good but sometimes i like to picture like that's what's going on in my head because i think it is i think yeah. there's like little little caleb's in there different parts of us yeah different yeah. parts of us um but what were we talking about? We were talking about practice, the voices in my head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Getting, yeah. <laughs> the voices I was in like, my head. Whoa, we're talking about inside out right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, like there's pieces during that practice where I was just like, why don't you just get out? It's like, no, like we know we're not going to do that. So like what voice? What else you got? Like who yeah. else has something to say? Because we're it's not doing literally this. like next man up. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me something good here. And then it turned into I actually like I maintained from the first round all the way throughout the set. But like dude, I'm not superhuman here. Like, mm -hmm. yes, those voices still come up, but knowing you're not going to act on them or not not feeding too much into them. I don't mm -hmm. think it's unhealthy to have just the most outrageous thoughts pop up. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, I've had before races of just real quick, uh, you're going to do terrible. And it's like, stop. Like, <laughs> like shut up. Yeah, there's really so much you can do about <laughs> yeah. it. I think the moment you like really start chewing on it and like digesting, well, maybe I am going to do bad. That's when it becomes a problem. But like, 
even during the middle of a set, you can get out and you're not getting kicked off the team. You're a professional. Like no one's going to say anything. Like, no, no, no. Next man up. What? Like who has something else to say to me? Yeah. And then it turned into like, it was a fantastic set. It's actually, we've done a version of that the whole year. And yesterday was the fastest I've ever been on it. So like, it's yeah, awesome. Even during a set like that, like I'm still having like, mm, it's not criticism. What is that? Just being a baby, I guess. Whatever voice in there, just like being mm-hmm. a baby. So yeah, I like I like the tough practices. And after that fourth round, I'm just so proud of myself. Like yeah. it is, there's something about finishing a hard practice when you feel like crap and you do well. Like there is, it is like one of the most powerful drug, I swear. We, we literally say like if you could bottle up specifically after like a really hard Saturday practice and you're in the locker oh room, gosh. I would be we, an addict. Millionaires. We would sell Dude. that first. Billionaires. <laughs> you get free dopamine every yeah. practice. Like, oh my gosh. The best is Saturday and you're like, well, because sprint group, but like you're the first one out, and you're go- you're running to get be the first one on ox. Dude, that is like one of the <laughs> one on that is one of the best feeling. Actually, you know the best best practice feeling ever is the last practice before you leave for Christmas break. Oh, and you're walking yes. out on deck, and you're shaking the coach's hand. And you're like, <laughs> See ya. Have a great Christmas. See ya, losers. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that is one of the best and it's always like it's never the hardest practice you've ever done it's just it's just boring it's long yeah. and you want to go home you've been doubling for like three weeks and you finish that you see the hands go like this and you're like oh my gosh i am we a, did it I'm an <laughs> i am the greatest even though like 40 other people did it with you and you're like i'm no one's ever done this before <laughs> like that's why practice is, is like so special to me. Yeah. It's like yes, it gets your confidence going, but you just learn so much about like who you like really are when yes. your head's down, you're struggling, and like you're the only person you can talk to. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing ever. It really is. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm so excited for you because so many different reasons, but like listening to what you have been doing, how far you have come. As a parent, I'm sitting here going, the work that you have put in has already showed in your swimming, but I think, I might get a little emotional here, the work you've been doing, how that's going to show up for you as a dad and how that's going to impact you and Megan into this new journey. Like I am just, I'm so proud and I'm so inspired by it because I think the way that you are going to bring in this self-compassion and this love and this consideration of yourself and of her as you embark on this unknown, beautiful journey together that is hard, but the most rewarding thing you will ever do. Like, I'm just so excited for you in that aspect. And you have so much to look forward to. And what are you the most excited about as you look into the next chapter of your life in or out of the water, but you've earned so much happiness and so much joy. And I'd love to know where you think you're really going to see that reward come in. I don't know if I can like pinpoint it to one moment of like fatherhood. Cause mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't done it yet, but just having a friend, like <laughs> I don't want that to sound like I don't have any friends or anything, but just having someone that is like, of my best friend and then 50% of me like Mm -hmm. around at all times for the rest of my life sounds so special. Mm -hmm. Like 
my i mean i look up to my, my two role models are my parents i say that all the time and like they've taught me so much and they've messed up they've messed up quite a bit um parents are humans too. yes exactly we, we learn more as we get older yeah. <laughs> yeah. i learn that more and more each day yeah <laughs> yeah i think realizing that now um knowing that i'm not going to be perfect and me and megan are going to mess up mm -hmm. um but just, I don't know, just the little things of the first time we go out here and throw the baseball mm -hmm. or the first time that he drives the tractor or teaching him to drive stick shift. Like all those little moments that I remember in my life or Florida football games, that was another, mm -hmm. that was a huge one for me. Like just those little moments that I know I'm going to have to not be balling. Well, I could mm -hmm. actually. I, well, you yeah, absolutely I could, can be. I could crack. Yeah, I could. <laughs> like throwing, throwing the ball. He's he just like, what? Like, what? <laughs> But like, I remember actually, I mean, when I first committed to Florida, that was always my go-to thing with my dad was we'd either go throw the football or the baseball. Um, like when I would make decisions, but when I got back from all my college visits and it was like, I had a week to decide where I wanted to go to school. I just tossed my dad his mitt and we just went to the front yard and it was just me talking. He was just quiet and it was just mm -hmm. doop, doop, doop. Mm -hmm. And then eventually it came out, I think I want to go to Florida. Yeah. So just like having those moments with my dad that I guess I want to carry on, pass down, whatever you want to call it. And then seeing my brothers and my sisters as aunts and uncles and seeing seeing my parents as grandma and grandpa. Um, like it wasn't the main reason me and Megan wanted to have kids, but I know I wanted to be like one to help give them that title. Yeah. Um, because it was an accident. I was telling you earlier today, complete accident. Um, we were probably maybe a year or two years off from like starting to try and like talk about that. But here we are and we're, re we're ready now. But like, it's already been such a special time with everyone in my family mm -hmm. of, you know, he's not even here yet. And how much closer, or how much fun it's been, like seeing my family members put their, their hands on Megan's belly and just so many little moments that I don't want to take for granted. My mom crying when she felt him kick for the first time. Um, my dad, who is, I don't, I honestly, I've known my dad for 27 years and I don't know if he's introverted or extroverted. I think he's like extremely both somehow, but like just watching him like look at Megan's belly and like so many little special moments. Cause I feel like that's what, yeah, that's what, what a lot of, a lot of life is is like just those little moments yeah um i remember when i was on break from swimming like some of the most fun times i had was just on the front porch with megan doing nothing <laughs> we're just sitting out there with coffee reading um now kind of our new thing is at night we're sitting like this far away and we're sending each other memes dying <laughs> laughing <laughs> like there's just so many different moments in my life and i don't know what there could be a new one next week of that just make it so special so I'm very fortunate with the job I have where mm -hmm. I've gotten to see Megan every day. I'm not out of the country. I'm not, you know, working a nine to five. Like I get to see that belly get bigger every day. I've gone to all of her appointments. Um, I've seen every ultrasound. Like it's been such a fun mm -hmm. time. Like I get to swim for a living, dude. At the end of the day, like what am I going to complain about? Dry skin. <laughs> that's pretty much like all I got at this moment. Um, but yeah, I think seeing my parents as grandma and grandpa that that has to be number one because i don't know i don't know for me personally it's pretty special <laughs> <laughs> definitely one of the best parts we could literally sit on this back porch and talk to you forever we want to be super respectful of your time and we have 
three questions that we ask every guest that okay. we will end the conversation with. So the first one is tell us a moment within the sport of swimming that has brought you the most amount of joy. Oh, man. I know. They catch you a little off guard. I mean, yeah, I feel like people watching, like, they might think it's obvious, but, like, it's not, it's nothing. It's not going to, I know exactly what it is. It's not one moment. It's like a cumulative. Perfect. Um, training camps. <laughs> training freaking camps, dude. <laughs> they are the best. Like, I probably, I mean, 2017 was, 2016 was my first um national team so we had camp in texas and atlanta that was when pokemon go was big i was running around atlanta with blake peroni oh my gosh i remember you guys doing that yeah we would take so the tram that ran around the city it was slow enough to where it thought you were still walking because if you got in a car it wouldn't register because it knows you're driving but the trams were slow enough so we would just ride the tram um, just go get all the Pokemon uh, in Atlanta. We got all the Pokemon. <laughs> so if you I, were in 2016 in Atlanta and there was no Pokemon, it was 100% because of they're Caleb on and my Rake. phone. Yeah. <laughs> so 2017, Mario Kart, um, me, his Blake Prony again. Me and Blake would go, I mean, we'd do the time trial run for the Super Mario Rainbow Road. Only one track. We would only do this one track. Yeah, because Rainbow Road is the best track. Yes. Yeah. So, dude, we, I mean, we, <laughs> literally mastered it like literally ma i think blake walked away with the fastest time um but we would like if we beat our high score i mean sometimes it would be hours before you'd break the high score again mm -hmm. but like throughout the course of that training camp like that's all we did and then 2018 pan packs oh i actually i don't know if we had a training camp for pan oh no we did in california that was with chase and connor dwyer we we're at some bougie resort and just going and like getting in the, the hot tub um good there was pretty good food there that was one was a little shorter 2019 was singapore dumplings oh yeah i'm like wait there's a there's a theme there's like the one theater. word yeah 16 pokemon go 17 mario kart 18 resort 2019 townley Haas. we got dumplings dumplings every single day like and they would laugh at us because we'd order like you need a lot of dumplings. Dude, yeah. so many dumplings. Um, 2020, that was COVID. And then 21, Hawaii. Um, I had some lady ask me for, this is with Townley again. Um, I had a lady ask me for, I got a Poke Bowl. And she asked if she could have it. I was like, no. no, no. Yeah. Wait, like in the restaurant just came up No, to we were eating it on the beach and she just came up. She's like, can I have... Oh, it was a sandwich. It was a sandwich. She goes, can I have that? I was like, no. no. I was like, this is mine. This is my sandwich. And yeah, so that... I don't know. That's the one memory in Hawaii was just that lady really wanted my sandwich. I was like, no, like, absolutely not. Um, yeah, Hawaii, I probably got an acai bowl like... Every, oh, every day so good. yeah and these are i mean and then there's like the funny stuff that i can't say on the show of like <laughs> the, the themes um that stick with me but yeah training camps like you only get to see these people really a couple of times throughout the year at swim yeah. meets mm -hmm. but you get to see the human side of the sport from like they're just people yeah. and like you get to see i remember on in 16 phelps he farted in the elevator with me i was like <laughs> He farts. Wait, that's funny. I was like, that's, that's funny. funny. <laughs> yes. Like just stuff like that where you're looking at these people who are the fastest swimmers in the world and you're like just 
you're wanting to beat them in Mario Kart or you're laughing because some lady like wants your sandwich. Like, yeah, that's all it ever is. And you feel normal as well. Yeah. And I think that's why it's the most special thing. And like in a couple of weeks, you're about to go like be back on that stage again. Yes. Where, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, definitely training camp. It's not yeah. it's not the podium. Um, it's not any of the times. That's only one percent of what we do. So training okay. camp. Yeah. Like you get to spend actual time with these people. I yeah. couldn't agree more. I, yeah. Same. I yeah. feel like I actually now have the hardest time. It's not watching the meets. It's seeing all, all the, the posts stuff. and videos yes. from Someone's training like, camp. Mo, that's Mo. that's Mo. when it is like a knife in Let's the just heart. Go of crash it. Hey guys, we're just here for the training camp. <laughs> what what are they gonna do? Turn you away? I mean, like, like, for real. Be like, can you do this eight thousand yard I am set? I'll be like, I'll be over <laughs> eating my sandwich on the beach. Yeah. Thank you. There's like I mean, there's funny stuff that happens throughout the meet, but everyone's so locked in at that point. Yeah. And you're yeah. not like not it's the, not the same. It's not, dude. Yeah. Training camp is so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So same question, but not within swimming. Favorite moment of my life? Yeah. I know. I should have prepped you an email for this one too. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I like, I like being on the spot. Um, well, we honestly around the island. I feel like we talked about it a little bit already, but the two times in your life where everyone you love is under one roof is your wedding day and your funeral, and. <laughs> You don't remember your funeral. We've, <laughs> One we've of already those established that. Yet. Yeah, we've already established that. But my wedding day, um, yeah, just not a moment went by where I was not just completely locked in of just following the girl in the white dress, and then just <laughs> everybody you love, who's been a, even if it was a tiny part of your life, under mm -hmm. one roof. It was the great, and I didn't even get to talk to everybody. Like we ran yeah. out of time during like you're supposed to do the like go to the table. I made it to half the room. Wow. How, how many people were at your wedding? I feel like I should know this. <laughs> Once 50. That's a good size. That's a lot. Good yeah. size. It was not like the biggest wedding in the yeah. world, but like we were just talking to everyone. Like yeah. every, we were spending like 10 minutes on a single person. We're like, oh, we're not going to make it. And yeah. like, our, event, our event planner's like, you guys like, got to go cut the yeah. cake. Yeah. <laughs> um, but wedding day for obviously like obviously getting to marry Megan, but like just having that many people you love under one roof was, that never happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It never happens except for your funeral or your wedding. Like, yeah. Or what we're gonna do is make a 10 year, which is in two years and just do the whole reception all over again. That's a thing? Yeah. You can do that? Well, we're making it a and thing. And people come? Like, <laughs> I hope so. Dude. <laughs> and then it's awesome because when you've gotten really close with people who weren't at the She's actual like, wedding, yeah. they're going to come I to the actually, 10 year. <laughs> I think about that now where I'm like, someone who's come into my life after even the past three years that yeah, word. I didn't like, know bummed. them. You're yes. like, I wish you could have been there. Yes. So just yes. do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, you feel bad. It's like, what? I literally didn't yeah, know you're them. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I didn't know you. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. You just do a whole, because the day after a wedding, we looked at each other and we're like, we have to do that again. And I was like, 10 years. Yeah. As long as we make it 10 years. Yes. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, definitely, definitely wedding day. I mean, I've had a lot of special moments in my life, but I'm sure when I see August pop out, oh, that's his name. Whoops. <laughs> Sick and tired. We're we not even cut it if you don't want people to no, know. No, we're not even trying to keep it a, a secret. We're just not actively like posting it anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure when he comes out, that'll be one of those like 
first of all, when I'm watching it, probably the craziest thing ever. Yeah. Um, you can talk to Hayes about it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to be all up in there, dude. I'm going to be, give me a, is give she, me some scrub. Is she going to be okay with you being I, all up in there? I'm delivering the, I'm <laughs> delivering them. I'm cutting the cord. As, I'm doing everything. As hands-on as they let me, I'm in there, dude. That's awesome, yeah. though. That's okay, amazing. hands-on? Was he like? Very. Wow. Very. They let, do they let you do that? Oh, yeah. It's 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 really, I mean, we had an amazing team, but it's very much like, and I know you said that Megan already has a birth plan, but yeah, if yeah. you go in there and are like, this is what we envision, this is what we want, 100%. Like, give me not some, to get give too me gloves, into it, but Hayes was holding the leg like, Stop. oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, my yeah. Gosh. I was. <laughs> I'm going to be telling them what to do. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're so excited for you. Our final question, and we touched on this a little bit earlier, but if you had to pick one word to <laughs> encompass your journey, what you've learned up into this point, or something that you're really focusing on moving forward, what would that word be and why? Yeah, you have no idea how long I stared at that email question. <laughs> Megan was I I answered it on the couch and I was just staring at my phone and she goes, What are you doing? I was like, <laughs> answering. Like Answering. she's like, what? I was like, questions. <laughs> like, just couldn't be bothered even look at her. Like, ugh. Questions. Yeah, it was just one question too. Like, is what's your address? And we need one word. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't so, do this. It was tough, dude. I wanted to follow the rules and like not do a quote, but yeah, I chose more. And I mean, we t we talked about it a little earlier of like there is more to life than swimming. It is a huge part of my life and I love it so much and I would be okay without it. But it really hit me. That really hit me when I was at trials this past year, knowing me and Megan were the only ones because that knew that she was pregnant because my parents were, and and my three siblings and my best friend and her best friend. Okay, more than just me. <laughs> we hadn't told my parents yet. Um, because my mom was actually in Africa on a mission trip. So we were planning on telling them at the swim meet. So having this secret when there's cameras everywhere, people think they know everything about you because you're, you want Olympic medals and you swim mm -hmm. fast. People think they know your true story, but having that secret, knowing that no one else knew except basically like six people and all people that I like, I love so much stepping up on the blocks, being like, yeah, this doesn't really matter that much. Like <laughs> knowing so that cool. your wife has a baby growing inside of her. So having that and just, yeah, there's more to life than swimming. And then a little bit of a double-edged sword is there's always, always something more you can do to be better. Mm -hmm. So whether it is in the sport of swimming of, yes, there's more to life than swimming, but also I'm obsessed with this sport. I absolutely love it. It's fun to pick it apart. It's fun to find new puzzle pieces. Like what more can I be doing tomorrow in practice to get better at this sport? Because, dude, I still want to swim fast. Like, yes. it's still, yes, I like practice, but like, dude, swimming fast is like, it's, it's the fun. best. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's the best. So, yeah, just looking for ways, whether it's the mental side of the sport or the physical side with training or what time you get to the pool before mm -hmm. I meet. Like, there's so many little roads and routes you can just pick apart and new trails you can blaze for yourself of, just helping you in the sport and they, and in return, I feel like it helps you as a person, Yeah, you know, like just how much the sport has taught me, um, how much I've tried to pick it apart and still am picking it apart. Like there's always more you can do. And then away from swimming, just in life, like 
there's more you can do for whatever title you are, whether it's husband, wife, you know, mother, father, whatever it is, there's all, you can always be doing better. And you know what? Sometimes good enough is okay. And it has taken me a while to get to that point of, you know, good enough is good enough. Yeah. Um, And my, honestly, if my therapist watches this, she's going to, she's going to like clip that and make me watch it. I'm like, <laughs> sometimes I really listen to myself. Um, but yeah, like, yes, you can constantly be chasing more, but sometimes go put your feet up on the couch. Yeah. Like we've, you've earned it. We've earned it. Um, so yeah. It's a balance. Yeah. So more and like a, kind of a double-edged sword kind more of way. More with self-compassion. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for just your candor and transparency and just courage to speak on these things. Like I know it's not easy to get vulnerable. It's not easy to say all these things. So I just, I mean, thank you from the bottom of my heart and I know yours too for just opening up and opening up your home to <laughs> us and just having an amazing conversation. Yeah. Thank you all very much. Thanks, Caleb. Thank you so much for listening and watching Unfiltered Waters. We are so grateful for your support. If you could please hit that subscribe button on any of the channels that you're watching and maybe even give us a rating or review, we would appreciate it so much. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you soon.